Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by Lake Area Media, LLC. And now your hosts, David Boston and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 117 of the AMP wrestling podcast i'm david boston he is patrick fry and patrick before we get into everything today i had some time to ponder yesterday i sat on my porch for about three and a half hours waiting for my wife to get home from work and i had some time to think <laughs> had some time to to listen to music and kind of zen out and i came up with something um when i really came up with something but i had a revelation and what so, was that revelation? So I locked myself out the crib and I'm sitting on my porch and we're kind of minimalist. We don't like having a lot of stuff. So we don't we don't really have anything to sit on the porch with. So I'm sitting there for three hours on a wooden step, you know, feeling homeless, sweating my ass off. And I'm listening to music. And it occurs to me. I'm listening to Pandora, not Pandora. Yeah, Pandora. Does anybody in the world have the Pandora app anymore besides me? I still have it. Um, I don't Do you use ever listen it. to it? Uh, every now and again. It's it's somewhat of a rare occasion because I have Apple Music, and then uh, if I don't have direct access to Apple Music, um, I go to YouTube. So Pandora is a, it's a rare situation where i'm using pandora but um but there are some times you know if i'm out if i just want to play some music and not worry about picking songs and there's a certain kind of music i want to hear then i'll go to pandora because they do a good job now there's it seems like there's more and more ads on pandora obviously if you have the free version but that gets kind of annoying at times but and then i also have satellite radio i have the app on my phone too so i i can uh, Pandora and Sirius XM have kind of like merged, I think, to an extent. So I can always use it through there, there too. I don't know what year specifically they came out, but I would imagine it was some sometime in the mid two thousands. I remember my uncle telling me, "Yeah, you know, I was listening to so and so on the Pandora app." I was like, "What's a Pandora?" And it was all the rage back then. But now it's like it's not the new kid in school anymore. So like this lost its shine. Everybody's on the Spotify now. Nobody really cares about Pandora anymore. And it's a great app. You you put in that Nirvana like list right there and it's amazing. Yeah, it's a really, you know, it was really I guess a I'm trying to think of the word the term to use here, a uh, I don't know, uh I had it at the tip of my tongue here, but uh, definitely uh, I guess a breakthrough in in, in streaming music in, in, to an extent. Um, with the ability to just sort of, you know, you don't have to listen to a radio station where, and if anything, you know, guys like us who work in radio, you know, we should probably hate Pandora because uh, they're really uh, are a substitute for us in a, in a way. But uh, yeah, it's definitely it was definitely a um, a really interesting thing whenever it, you know it, it came about because of just what you can do. You know, you type in an artist and you not only get to hear that that particular artist but you get to hear other artists who uh perform very similar music to it so yeah it's definitely it was a an interesting breakthrough uh, when it comes to uh streaming music and i think i was actually about to look it up here real quick uh to see what year it came out uh it doesn't say well, yeah, all you I'm young looking. kids out there listening to the Spotify and the Apple Music, like Marcus Talbert, he said in the chat that he uses Apple Music. He's here to hang out before work. What's up, Marcus? But yeah, it, all of you need to go ahead and go ahead and download Pandora and just give it a few minutes every day. You okay, know. So apparently Pandora was founded uh, all the way back in uh, January of 2000. Oh, it was 2000? Uh, according to uh, Pandora, Pandora Media Inc., Media streaming service company founded January 2000 in Oakland, California, is what... Were there I, even smartphones back in 2000? No, I don't think so, but I think it, it might have been something you could do online. You might be able to go on a yeah. website and do it, and then obviously when, when smartphones became a thing, they created an app for it, and you know the rest is history. All right. I just thought I'd bring that up because it hit me. 
uh, like a ton of bricks when I was sweating all over my phone trying to get to my Nirvana station. I was like, I bet you I'm the only person on this planet that still listens to Pandora. No, I can guarantee you there are, are still many, many folks out there that, that use Pandora. And uh, even, like I said, I use it from time to time, but it's definitely a, a rare occasion. All right, well, let's go ahead and get this show kick-started real quick. And we won't spend much time on this because, obviously, nobody really clicks this link. But if you want to help the show out, especially, I mean, we're coming up to holidays. If you're doing a lot of holiday shopping on Amazon, this is how you can help out the show without actually sending money to the show, like on our Patreon or our PayPal link. You can use our Amazon affiliate link. It is no extra cost to you. Amazon will... um, put your boys a commission in the little bank just for sending traffic their way. All you have to do put into your browser, whether it's on your phone or your computer, tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon amp. And that will get you, you know what? Why are these people still working? It's five o'clock, Patrick. Is that coming over the podcast? Uh, probably so. Yeah. Dad gummit. Let me, uh, let me get out of this app right here. Okay, it's gone. Sounds like your email may be going off there. No, that was your people in traffic talking. Oh, okay. Oh, in the, uh, hmm, interesting. Yeah, in Teams. Oh, I I wasn't getting those. That that, might have been some older messages that you might have got there. Uh, Where was I, Patrick? I was talking about our Amazon amp. Yeah, so the holidays are coming up. So if you're doing some shopping for maybe some Thanksgiving decor or some holiday gifts for family and friends, make sure you uh, put this in your browser, tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon amp, and then bookmark it and just call it Amazon. And every time you go shop on Amazon, you can help your boys out, get a little commission, and it all adds up in the long run. Yep, and uh, I use bookmarks uh, religiously. So I I know there's a lot of folks out there who use those religiously too. So it's very simple. You don't have to pay any extra money. Just use that bookmark. Go to Amazon uh, every time you go. Use the bookmark, and uh, that's all you got to do. It doesn't cost any extra, and it helps your boys out here a little bit. Now, you said something about... You know, you don't have to necessarily, uh, you know, put extra money in our Patreon. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to discourage you from doing that. We definitely uh, want you to, you know, if you're feeling generous, go ahead and, you know, throw some uh, money at us on Patreon or wherever you want to throw us money at. We'll take money anyway, anyhow. So, um, but yeah, we got a good episode today. We got a lot to talk about on today's episode, episode number 117 for Tuesday, October 26th, 2021. Ooh, boy, a big, uh, big moment on SmackDown uh, this past Friday night. And it wasn't necessarily because uh, it wasn't even a, a wrestling match or anything. It was the Charlotte Flair-Becky Lynch segment that apparently did not go as planned. And there was a lot of uh, aftermath because of the fact that that segment did not go as planned. We'll talk about that. Also, Crown Jewel was last week. We'll talk about that. Also, the G1 Climax wrapped up, I think, uh, last week as well. We'll talk about that. And then uh, this past weekend was Impact's Bound for Glory. So a lot of big shows happening uh, lately here uh, in professional wrestling. So we'll talk about those. Speaking of big shows, WWE came out with their pay-per-view schedule the other day. We'll talk about that. We'll look over that. And then, of course, we got some rumor mill stuff. Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt pursued hard by a wrestling company, and also what will happen to undrafted WWE talents. They just had the the draft, and uh, some folks did not get drafted. Excuse me. I got a, I got a sneeze. Well, I had to sneeze, but... Uh, Let it flow, son. Well, I, I was about to, and then uh, it went away. So, um, And then, of course, the latest rumors on Roman Reigns' title. Here it comes again. Try to let it flow, no, man. Patrick, you I'm, are the worst at suppressing your sneezes. Let it flow, son. Dude, I'm trying to let it flow. It's just not. I mean, you're at the house. You're not even here at work. I mean, let it go. I'm trying to. I'm like, you know, and but at some point, hopefully while you're talking, I could just let it go in the bag. But anyway, latest. I've rumor, always been your biggest cheerleader to let those things go. I know. I know. But uh, we had the, the latest rumors on Roman Reigns title reign. And uh, so we'll talk about that and everything else I just mentioned coming up on the Amp Wrestling Podcast, episode number 117 for Tuesday, October 26th, 2021. Find us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. We're all there. Just search Amp Wrestling Podcast. All right. So let's dive into the uh, the first topic here, and that is the the basically all the drama that has unfolded with 
Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. So for those of you who have not been paying attention to WWE as of late, obviously they <laughs> uh, it's it's very these days it's very easy to not pay attention to WWE. But yes, sir. So obviously they had the draft, and uh, some superstars got moved around. Charlotte Flair got moved over to SmackDown. Becky Lynch got moved over to Monday Night Raw. And well, Becky is uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion, and Charlotte was the Raw Women's Champion. So obviously, you cannot have the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown, and vice versa. So they're gonna do what I think it was the New Day and the Usos did this uh, a couple of years back, where they had to swap the tag team titles because they were, you know, I think one team had the SmackDown tag team titles. They got drafted to Raw, and vice versa. And uh, so basically they were getting ready to do this on Friday night on SmackDown. Well, apparently, I guess Charlotte, I don't know, she didn't want her title reign to seem weak or whatever the case may be. I think she kind of put up a little bit of a a fight, so to speak, um, as far as wanting to do this. But I, I guess she was going to go out and do it anyway. So what happened was is uh, Sonya Deville was out there and she was sort of, I guess, uh, mediating it. Is that even a word? Mediate? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Or moderate. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But um, she was out there to, you know, obviously make sure there was a smooth transition or, or a swap of the belts. And, uh, well, <laughs> there was not because she first asked Charlotte to hand it over to Be- the, the Raw Women's title over to Becky. And from what I've read, the way the segment was supposed to go is that Charlotte was going to give Becky the Raw Women's title first, and then Becky would have had both belts in in her possession. And obviously, you know, Becky two belts was a, a big thing, and I think Becky would have kind of made a little joke like, hey, look at me, I'm Becky two belts again, or whatever the case may be. I think that was partially <laughs> what was supposed to happen. And apparently Charlotte just – and, I mean, anybody who watched it watched it live – you know, Charlotte was about to hand it to her, and then Becky, like, I think tried to reach out and grab the belt, and then Charlotte, like, pulled it away from her, and then she dropped the belt. And now I don't know if it was intentional or not that she dropped the belt on the ground, but she did. So Sonya, like, demanded Charlotte pick up the belt or whatever and, you know, give it to Becky. And uh, Charlotte, I think, eventually did. And then next thing you know, Becky throws her belt, the SmackDown belt, at Charlotte, like, throws it at her. And that wasn't supposed to happen either. So there was some sort of, uh, I guess, miscommunication somewhere, or I, I don't know. There was something, something went down in the in, in the midst of that segment, and it's been reported that you know, and I got some of the um, the articles up right here. Um, so apparently, you know, it went down like that. It didn't go down how it was supposed to, but. Um, apparently they had a heated confrontation backstage, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. And also apparently Sonya Deville had a heated confrontation with Charlotte Flair to the point where people were saying Sonya Deville was ready to fight Charlotte. So, um, so that, yeah, it says right here, Sonya Deville also got into an argument with Charlotte Flair after the, the segment on SmackDown this week, according to PW Insider, Sonya was described as mad enough to want to fight Flair backstage. So, yes. And, you know, I'm just reading all sorts of articles about this. I mean, if you go on Reddit and look up uh, on the Squared Circle Reddit, you know, the hottest post of the past week, I mean, a good majority of them are about this segment and the aftermath. Uh, PW Torch had this article uh, where it says, One wrestler said Becky is seen as a hero for standing up to Charlotte, who over the course of this year has alienated her colleagues backstage with attitude issues. She's been increasingly difficult to work with, one wrestler told PW Torch, referring to, of course, Charlotte. So it seems like, you know, Charlotte is starting to, uh, you know, draw some heat with the locker room. Um, And I'm reading things that apparently people close to Charlotte Flair are telling her she needs to try to get out of her WWE contract. And we know that's not going to happen, but at least WWE is going to do everything in their power to not let that happen. But, man, it's uh, it's not looking good for Charlotte. I mean, her her image backstage, I think, is starting to really take, take a big hit. And uh, I, I don't know what it is about her. I mean, she's been around now, the main roster, for 
five, six years or something like that. So, and I mean, obviously she's done it all at this point. So I don't know what to think about Charlotte. I mean, it seems like she's starting to get maybe an ego problem. I don't know. Um, and, you know, Becky, you know, is sort of calling her out for it backstage. I think, you know, uh, and also there's another thing. <laughs> I don't know how serious this report is, but it says hearing reports that this is Adam Pasidi, I think is how you say his name said that um, hearing reports that Charlotte Flair called Becky Lynch's mom a slag and says <laughs> and says she's no longer invited to her birthday party. So I don't know how you know serious to take that particular uh, headline, but nonetheless, no, I didn't Pachiti. He's uh he's in there, man. He. He's either with uh, Cultaholic or with uh, what culture wrestling? Yeah, let's see. I'm looking on his uh, his Twitter feed right now. He is with uh, managing director of Cultaholic. Good job. There you go. Oh, yeah. So uh, so yeah, th- it seems like this is real. And you know, it was said that Vince was upset that Charlotte, you know, apparently just left Gorilla position without talking to him, and uh, apparently she was escorted out of the building by security. And I mean, there's just so many things that have come out uh, from the aftermath of this. And then even, you know, Andrade, the first thing I saw, and I because I didn't watch SmackDown on Friday, and it apparently, you know, I saw Andrade tweeted like, F-U-W-W-E. And then somebody like quote tweeted it and was talking about how, you know, this is uh, just the the tip of the iceberg of what's been what's happening right now so I kind of started looking into it and that's when I started seeing things about the segment and whatnot. Fightful Select also said that Becky Lynch was supposed to grab Charlotte's title last night. Charlotte went against that in the segment backstage. Charlotte was told to leave the arena. Um, so yeah, Vince McMahon wasn't happy. This is according to Talk Sports. So many different you know outlets have been putting out headlines about this and what happened after the fact. So. Basically, what I have gotten from it is that, you know, Charlotte, I guess, is getting a little too big for her britches, uh, for a lack of a better term, um, because apparently she went against the script uh, because I guess she felt, you know, she didn't want to look like like a bitch, I guess. I don't know. Or, or something. No, not so uh, this is what Marcus said. Could this be her trying to force their hand her trying to force them to let her go. She wants to go to AEW. I mean, I don't know if she really wants to go to AEW. She might. I mean, because I mean, like I, I mentioned a while ago, she's pretty much done everything in WWE at this point. Um, so I don't know, but it's it seems like she's drawn a lot of heat, and uh, I, I don't even know if there's a way that she can really come, you know, come back from it. FIFO Select also says she's been outspoken about WWE creative for some time now. So, well, that, like, that's uh, understandable. I can under I can understand that, right? But she's bringing all kinds of heat from her heat from the office and heat from the girls because PW Torch says that no women in WWE want to work with her right now. No women. And now, now, just, now I did. Women now I did read a thing that apparently Charlotte pitched the idea to have. Bianca take the belt from her because they had the Raw Women's Championship match Charlotte and Bianca on the Monday night or last week on Monday Night Raw before the Crown Jewel event. So I did read that apparently Charlotte pitched the idea to have her drop the belt to Bianca, which you know seems reasonable. I guess it would and it would have avoided all this. That's for sure. So I don't know. I mean, this is it's one of those things where. Um, and someone said it perfectly on, on Reddit. Uh, when w, the WWE is best when WWE doesn't get what they what they want, you know, and because obviously they wanted this to go differently, and now it's not going differently. Now everyone's talking about it. Now everyone's you know they're, they're kind of the spotlight is on them, so it might not be the best spotlight, but you know any any publicity is is good publicity if when it comes to pro wrestling these days, I suppose, or at least when it comes to WWE getting attention. So. Um, so yeah, it, to me it just seems you know, um, I, I don't know if this is going to blow over or not. I don't know if this is is uh, something that uh, can't be fixed because I, I thought Becky and Charlotte were really tight. Apparently they're not as tight as uh, they they used to be. And uh, hey, it, it's and Charlotte's your, arguably your biggest star, or one of your biggest stars for sure, um, next to Becky. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't sound like it's it's been a good week for, for Charlotte Flair, that's for sure. Yeah, I read something that they haven't been good for a while because apparently Becky cut a promo on her and she called her plastic in the promo. And apparently Charlotte, they really struck a nerve with her. But we were talking about this a few weeks ago on the podcast. And I got to stick with my guns, dude. She wants out of WWE, but it sucks for her because I read that she has years left on her contract. So she's pretty much stuck like Chuck because they're not like, going to let her go to AEW. They, they might as well just let her sit home and collect a paycheck before she goes to AEW. No, I mean, I guess I could see that happening. Or I could just see her not showing up to work. But then again, I don't know if she can get in some legal trouble for not showing up to, showing up to work uh, on her contract. I don't know. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, how they book her, because obviously she is still, you know, she's – the women's champion now on their main show, SmackDown. So uh, I'll be interested to see how they book her going forward. But, yeah, it's definitely been a, a hot topic uh, o- over the, the, the last handful of days in, in the wrestling world. But Her uh, makeup artist needs to be fired. Yeah, and she needs to – I don't know if she's continuing to have work done on herself, but she, she needs – man, at one point she looked great, and now she's – I don't know – she needs to stop. She should have stopped while she was ahead. But yeah. But hey, uh, like I was saying, all you know, before we went on the air here, um, if 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 Andrade likes it, then I guess that's all that matters. But you, but he, there's the issue, and that's why I think she wants out. And she saw Bray Wyatt get released because he was quote unquote difficult to work with. And I think that's what her people saw at the end. They're like, oh, they released Bray. Man, just start causing a muck. They release you too. And I think she, I think she sees, you know, Adam Cole, you know, banging the living daylights out of Britt Baker right now, you know, and she wants some of that Andrade schlong every night, and she can't, get, she can't get it right now. I mean, she might be able to still get it, you know. I'm sure they not they every go, night if she know, was touring with AEW. Um, yeah, maybe not, but uh, certainly, and, yeah, I could see and, her wanting to go to AEW. I guess just for that particular reason, and no homo. Andrade's a really good looking dude. Yeah, he's a he's a hunk, as we like to say here. Uh, but between Brinkman and and, uh, and Cruz, uh, and Marcus probably uses the term too sometimes. I like to call people hunks, and uh, I think Andrade would fit under that category. But yeah, you know it. Uh, I got nothing else on on this uh, particular story. Uh, I'm just be curious to see. Um, because Survivor Series is coming up. Well, I mean, and usually they do champion versus champion, so. You know, who are the two champions right now? Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Obviously, a match we've seen dozens of times already. So, and uh, now with this recent falling out between the two and this incident, you know, how, how, how are they going to book this? It'll be interesting to see. You know, and they, I read something else that, uh, you know, right now they don't know what they're going to do with Charlotte because if they, if they find her, then they're going to have to find Becky and Sonya as well. If they suspend her, they're going to have to suspend Becky and Sonya as well because no fisticuffs happened. Nobody hit anybody. It was just an argument. So if they do it to Flair, the only the, the only fair thing to do would be able to do it to all three girls. So they're kind of on the fence about what they're going to do to reprimand her. I don't for think pretty I, much I, going in business for herself. Uh, you know, I, I I just don't see them reprimanding them three just for this. Um, you know, uh, I, I've I mean, you know. The Usos get DUIs and uh, get, get get the tag team titles. So, I don't, but they're I, also in the bloodline. Yeah, but it's still, um, the, these two women are at the top of the the, the women's division in, in in the company. So I, I just I don't see them reprimanding them to at all for for this. They might say, "Hey, look, chill out," or you know, th- then we'll do something. But you know. You had, you know, you did what you did. We're gonna let this one slide, but if this keeps up, then we're gonna come down on you. But how hard would yeah. they come down on her? I don't know. I don't see Charlotte Flair ending this anytime soon. I think her and Becky are gonna have to fight, like for real, like bad, uh, just backstage knockout. Now, uh, one thing too, if she's gonna go off script, you know, on TV to make you look like a chump, you know, why couldn't Becky go off script and just slap her in the mouth? Uh, I don't know. Then that could have caused a real fight in the ring. Uh, and, you know, who knows what would have happened there. But, um, yeah, I, it's, I, I'm, like I said, I'm very curious to see what happens uh, going forward, how they, you know, 
if they're going to book these two to go up against each other and uh, at Survivor Series because we know, like I said in the past, they've done title champion versus champion on each brand, and they're the two champs right now. You know, you would have had Becky yelling at uh, Charlotte, sounding like a man, and then Charlotte yelling at Becky, looking like a man. Mm-hmm. That's my final thought. All right. Well, let's move on now to uh, WWE Crown Jewel, uh, which took place last Thursday over in Saudi Arabia. It was actually a good show. Um, I Like I said, I didn't watch it live because Peacock is trash. Um, I'll, I will continue to say that, and I'll take that to my well, grave. How'd you watch it? I followed along. Um, I went on Reddit and watched just some clips they posted on Reddit um, and whatnot, and I watched some highlights. So I kind of saw bits and pieces of it, and obviously I'll see, I got the results in front of me right here. Um, in the pre-show, the Usos defeated the Hurt Business in, in a tag team match. Um, first match of the night was the Hell in a Cell match, Edge and Seth Rollins. What a match that was. That was a, from what I saw and what I've heard, that was a, a really good match. Edge ultimately won. And um, you would think now that that rivalry is over, but uh, they're both on Raw. So they're going to probably run into each other maybe a time or two. Although I think Edge right now might might uh, go take a little time off because uh, it seems like Seth now is going to be put into the WWE title picture with Big E. But Edge did defeat Seth Rollins uh, by pinfall uh, after he curb stomped Seth Rollins uh, onto a chair. So, uh, How in the hell does Edge go from if he takes one more hit, he's freaking paralyzed to now taking tons of hits and he's not paralyzed? Well, you know, over time, I guess, um, you know, his body just kind of healed and he started kind of working it out a little bit, you know, and taking it day by day. And and uh, I remember him saying, you know, because he was doing some movies or something, some action movies. And, you know, he was saying, like, after he'd do some of these fight scenes and stuff, you know, he was like, man, I feel I feel pretty good. So he went I think he went back to the doctors and, you know, the doctors evaluated him and said, you know, you could probably go back and wrestle. Maybe not on a full-time yeah. schedule, but, you know, I think you can get it. As long as you're feeling good, yeah, I don't see why. So, um, As long as nobody power drives you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right about that. But, um, yeah, so, uh, but Edge defeated Seth Rollins uh, in a Hell in a Cell match. Great match. Uh, it went almost 30 minutes, by the way. It was the longest match of the night. So Nice. Um, very good match there. Um, next match, Mansoor defeated Mustafa Ali. Mansoor, of course, from Saudi Arabia. I think you know they always got to uh, put a little spotlight on him whenever they are in Saudi Arabia. So he defeated. We talked about that last week. What a load of crap! How in the hell are you going to put over this Iranian jobber over Mustafa Ali? Why wouldn't you just give him some just little hack from Iran to go over on? Well, I mean, well, I don't know. And, I mean, Mansoor is... No, don't a, you defend this. Do not defend this, Patrick Fry. I mean, look, it's a Saudi Arabia show. It's I would say it's a throwaway show, but it's one of those things where you got to have a moment where, um, you know, obviously most of the people say that, um, it, you know, it's in Saudi Arabia, and while the fans in Saudi Arabia, you know, they obviously want to see... All of the you know the you know the edges the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns Randy Orton you name it um, you know it, I could see why WWE throws a little hometown flavor in there as well they only go there what once or twice a year well that's more than they come around here but um, so um, yeah I guess a, a little bit of a you know hometown favorite getting a getting a win yeah why not look Mustafa Ali. I know you will probably never hear this, but just feel the vibes in the universe. Do not re-sign with WWE. And who are you, who are you, who are you telling that to? Mustafa Ali. Oh, well. Uh, and he, Mustafa Ali would be fantastic uh, anywhere he went, but um, I'm sure he doesn't care. I'm sure he got paid a decent amount of money to be there. Uh, I would care. I'd have been like, you're putting this schmuck over me? No, F that. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, Mustafa, hey, he's one of those guys who's like, I'll do whatever you want, boss. This dude can't even tie my wrestling boots. But yeah, so uh, Mansoor defeated Mustafa Ali in an exactly 10-minute match. That was BS. Um, RK Bro defeated AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, the, the most interesting part of this match was... Uh, Riddle coming out on a camel. That was <laughs> that was wild. Uh, Randy Orton kind of 
walking by, I'm like, this motherfucker's on a camel. Like, could that have been seen as disrespectful? Maybe. Well, Possibly? no, I mean, they have like a goofball like him on the top of a camel. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, because camels are pretty important to their society. I mean, unless it, you know, like I know, like Hindus, it was like was it Hindus or like like worship cows? I wonder if like the Saudis worship camels, like the Hindus worship cows. Maybe I don't know. No, they don't worship them, but I mean, like camels. But I guess still and, a mode, and, and I a guess mode of transportation today. It's like they're really important over there. And I guess riding a camel is is better than other things. You, like you know, at least they weren't like murdering a camel or uh, torturing a camel. <laughs> oh God. Uh, you know, he he just rode the camel down to the ring, and then they had a Saudi guy that was kind of like you know guiding him. So yeah, I, I'm sure it was fun. You know, I'm sure that it was it was a fun little thing. You know, but uh, RK Bro retains the Raw Tag Team Titles and. Uh, they still continue to roll. Uh, the Queen's Crown Tournament Finals, Selena Vega defeated Dewdrop by pinfall. Someone had an interesting um, stat about the entire tournament for the Queen's Crown. Um, and I think it was that every match in the tournament combined, uh, there was a total of like 19 minutes total of every match. In, yeah, which is not a lot. Um, so uh, even this match went five minutes, 51 seconds. It was the shortest match of the show. Zelina Vega, though, defeated Dewdrop. She is now the queen. Uh, she won the first Queen's Crown Tournament. So a nice little get there for uh, Zelina Vega. Um, the next match. I don't, even, go ahead. I don't even know why they have a women's division anymore. It's like they poo-poo on it all the time. Uh, yeah, well. It's one of those things, you know. They've been uh, complaining like, about how they, yeah, they've been complaining about how they book the, um, the women's division. And uh, I mean, I, I'm not upset about Zelina Vega. You know, they brought her back, and we were wondering, you know, what are they going to do with Zelina? And you know, they've done something with her. They gave her the Queen's Crown tournament. At least they didn't give it to somebody who, you know, they they give everything else to. So I will say that they give it to Zelina Vega, who hasn't won anything. They finally. Are gonna you know give her something, give her some spotlight here, give her a nice little push. So I'm, I'm okay with it. But I mean, really, will will she get a push from this though? She might. I mean, I guess you know time will tell. I suppose. No way. So she gets to pick which title she goes after. No, I don't. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think she just maybe gets this new gimmick uh, for for now. No, and, that's that's bull. I mean, does Xavier Woods get to go pick a championship? I don't think so. He just gets the, the you know, he's the king of the ring. You know, he gets the the accolade. It's like winning the Royal Rumble, which I, uh, you know, bad analogy, but they go on to main event WrestleMania. So, um, but yeah, Zelina defeated. So, so, the king, so the king of the ring never had the opportunity. Like that didn't set you up. It used for to. a next title shot. I, I feel like it used to. At one point, it was a stipulation that if you win the King of the Ring, you get a title shot at SummerSlam. They might have done that once or twice. They it wasn't always the case. It was you know it always it started out as just a regular old King of the Ring tournament. You know, yeah, I guess it should be, but you know, whatever. Um, oh, Vincent K. McMahon. Um, the next match was uh, Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, a no-holds-barred, false-count-anywhere match. Goldberg defeated Bobby Lashley after he speared Bobby Lashley off the, the ramp and, and threw some tables. That was a an interesting uh, bump there. Um, but um, yeah, Goldberg, I, fig- I figured he'd probably get some revenge on Bobby Lashley, and it was a, it was a, it was a good finish. I will give him that. So uh, spearing Bobby Lashley off the ramp, and it was it was high up there uh, for for Goldberg. That was a that's a ways down for Goldberg's old ass. <laughs> I'm sure the prince had something to do with that because, like we said before, he likes all these old dudes. So obviously, you know, Edge was there. Edge went over. Goldberg went over. Yeah. Wasn't the Undertaker there too? No, not Thursday. No, he was in uh, Saudi Arabia. Like it was weird. He was in Saudi Arabia, but he was like he introduced Pitbull at a concert. It was it was very random. But yeah, he was in Saudi. I'm sure the Saudi prince said, "Hey, uh, come introduce Pitbull for a quick yeah. for a quick million. Yeah, hell yeah, he probably paid him a whole bunch of money, and then and then probably just to hang out with him for the night. Maybe so. Uh, but yeah, he did introduce Pitbull at a concert in Saudi Arabia. I think like uh, maybe a couple of days before. I don't know. It wasn't the same day as uh, the show, but it was like uh, within a week before for sure. I think. Well, Pitbull is like, damn! I want some of that Saudi money. Yeah, I'm sure he got some. He got to do a concert there. So. Yeah. Um, the King of the Ring tournament final. 
Xavier Woods defeated Finn Balor, so uh, Xavier Woods gets to live his lifelong dream. It's uh, always been his dream to win King of the Ring, so uh, Xavier Woods is now King of the Ring, and I'm very interested to see how uh, how they book him with that gimmick going forward. I think he can... Uh, he, he'll have a good time with that gimmick. He's also the first babyface to win the King of the Ring since, I think, Edge in like 01 or something, I, I think is what I read. Like He's, wow. the, he's the first babyface to win it in 20 years. So uh, that, that's interesting there. But uh, yeah, Xavier Woods defeated Finn Balor. Um, WWE Championship match. Big E defeated Drew McIntyre. Um, I'm looking to see, you know, we talked to last week, no titles changed hands, by the way. So that was, uh, a, uh, an in- interesting thing we talked about last week about no titles changing hand. I thought the, yeah, that betting website said that no ch- titles would change hands. Yeah. I thought the SmackDown women's title would change hands, which I guess it should have, because then it, once again, it would have avoided the first thing we talked about here on the show. But, um, but uh, Big E defeated Drew McIntyre to retain the WWE Championship. Becky Lynch defeated Bianca and Sasha to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then uh, Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar uh, for the Universal Championship. So no titles changed hands. Overall, it was a good show. Uh, I heard it was a good show. Uh, like I said, I didn't watch it live because Peacock is trash. But um, what did you what did you hear on these groups? Did people say that? Peacock had it together this time, or I, I, was it I, I still glitching up? I didn't hear any feedback about the the quality. Marcus, did you watch it on Peacock? Yeah, I know Marcus. You watched it. I mean, I don't know if Peacock uh, screwed the pooch uh, again, but because um, I think I might be willing to the pull the trigger on this four ninety nine thing. I, I might do it for the Royal Rumble um, coming up in January because I do love the Royal Rumble. is It is my favorite match of the year, uh, the Royal Rumble matches, but. Um, other than that, and keep it through WrestleMania, but other than that, I'm good. Um, but yeah, so that was Crown Jewel. Um, like I said, I heard most people say it was a really good show. If they felt like, you know, the WWE talent came out there, really put on a great show and uh, gave a lot of good effort there. Uh, I I didn't really hear any bad things about the show at all. So, uh, kudos to WWE for putting on a a good show. I know, uh, being in Saudi Arabia, they call it the blood money show, but you know, hey, if they... If Saudi Arabia is paying them all that money, I don't blame them for going. So, all right. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about the New Japan uh, G1 climax that has come to its conclusion here. And uh, I tell you what, a couple of injuries uh, really kind of plagued the tournament a little bit. At the beginning of the tournament, Tetsuya Naito had to withdraw due to a knee injury, and then uh, in the final, you had Kota Ibushi who won Block A. And uh, Kazuchika Okada, who won Block B. Kazuchika Okada actually won it, I think, on the final night of block play. He defeated Jeff Cobb. Uh, Cobb was actually in the lead going into the last night. Kazuchika Okada needed a win, and he did defeat Jeff Cobb. And then um, going into the last night of Block A, Kota Ibushi, uh, there was a four-way tie between Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, Shingo Takagi, and... Uh, Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi was the only one of those four that won their match on that night. Uh, Kota Ibushi actually defeated Kenta, who was one of the guys he was tied with. Shingo Takagi actually had a draw with Yujiro Takahashi, so he only got one point. So he actually finished in second place behind Kota Ibushi. So if Shingo Takagi would have um, won that match, let's see, uh, Shingo Takagi... Let me look real quick and see, did he defeat? No, no, Ibushi actually beat him head up, so Ibushi still would have gone. But uh, in the final, it was Kota Ibushi and uh, Kazuchika Okada, and 25 minutes into the match, um, the match had to be stopped because of a legit injury to Kota Ibushi. So due to the stoppage, Kazuchika Okada has won the, the G1 Climax, I think, now for, I don't know, at least uh, the uh, I'm trying to see how many times he's won the uh, the G1 climax here. Uh, let's see, he won in 2012, 2014, and uh, 2021. So at least the third time he's won it. So there you go. Uh, so Kazuchika Okada won. Another thing to note about the G1 climax is that um, Shibata, who uh, has been semi-retired for the last few years due to an injury. Uh, came back and actually wrestled a five-minute exhibition match uh, on the uh, the final night, uh, the G1 final. Yeah, the final night, that is, uh, when they had the championship for the G1 Climax. He came out and, uh, let's see if I can pull it up here. Yeah, he, he wrestled, who was it? 
if I can pull it up here real quick. He wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. in a prop to five-minute UWF Rules exhibition grappling match. Uh, UWF is the Union of Professional Wrestling Force International, so uh, I've never heard of that. But, uh, yeah, so an interesting thing there, um, Shibata, who's, uh, you know, like I said, he's, he's been out of action for uh, the last handful of years due to an injury. He had to semi-retire, but uh, he came back into the ring, so I wonder if we're going to get a uh, a return to the ring, uh, maybe on, on a more often occasion from Shibata in the future. Was that the guy that broke his neck a few years ago? I can't remember. Let's see here. Suffering a subdural hematoma. Uh, let's see. A type of bleeding is a type of bleeding which a collection of blood usually associated with traumatic with a traumatic brain injury gathers between the inner layer of the dura mater and the... Uh, some around the brain, I think. So it, I don't mm. know if it was a neck injury, but it seemed like a brain injury is what he had. So, or uh, yeah, uh, apparently he suffered that at Sakura Genesis 2017. So four years, uh, four years ago, uh, he's been out of action for over four years. And uh, it says afterwards he addressed the crowd, saying the next time he will step back into the ring, it will be in his ring gear, presumably in a sanctioned wrestling match. So it does appear that Shibata is going to come back and try to wrestle uh, legitimately here. So. Uh, Marcus said, no, they didn't, and don't worry. If y'all need, I got y'all. Cruz is using mine, so I'll let y'all watch it. Oh, well, we appreciate that, Marcus. Uh, Marcus is going to let us use his uh, his, his peacock. Uh, no homo whenever uh, <laughs> whenever we need. So, so thank well, you, Marcus. Like we the, appreciate that. Seems like old NBC might get, be getting their ish together over there, huh? Um, they need to um, because the WWE Network was 100 times better than freaking Peacock. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but you can't watch The Office on the WWE Network. I mean, I, I don't, you know, as, as let's put it this way. The only reason I had Peacock was to watch WWE. So anything mm. else that was on there could care less. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we talked about Crown Jewel. We talked about the G1 Climax. Now let's jump into uh, Bound for Glory, which happened on Saturday night. A big night for uh, for Impact Wrestling. Uh, I'm going to go through the results here. Feel free to jump in whenever you, you want. Um, so in the pre-show, they had an intergender six-way match for the inaugural Impact Digital Media Championship, and uh, the winner of that was Jordan Grace. Uh, she defeated Chelsea Green, Crazy Steve, Fala Ba, I think that's how you say it, John Schuyler, and Madison Rain. So um, it says by pinfall. I don't know exactly who she pinned, but she won that by pinfall. So Jordan Grace, the first ever Impact Digital Media Championship. Uh, well, it... It sucks for whoever she pinned because uh, Impact Wrestler Insider, who will remain, who will remain anonymous, said that uh, her cooch smells. Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I do remember that now. Okay, yeah, you, you're right. Uh, I, I cannot confirm nor deny it. So, uh, but uh, our sources have have stated that yeah. It, it doesn't smell good, so uh, mm-hmm. but we're not going to sit here and <laughs> talk about that. Um, you know, we have it, sources. It's one of those things where you know, if it doesn't smell good, let's just not even talk about it. If it smells great, we can talk about it. But uh, if it don't smell good, then like I said, I can't confirm nor deny. I've never been that close. Um, but uh, she is the new uh, in the first Impact Digital Media Championship. So congrats to Jordan Grace on that. She's really. really um, you know, she, she's, she's one of the big stars in, in, in impact wrestling. Um, she's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, obviously they had a, girls like Tessa Blanchard that, that won the impact world championship, uh, would not be surprised in the future of Jordan Grace w- was also one of those people. You know, they must be paying her pretty well too, because, um, she had an interview probably a few months ago and she said on that interview that, you know, she really doesn't do indie bookings anymore. She doesn't do bodybuilding contests anymore because she's at the point in her career where she can afford just to do impact wrestling. She doesn't have to do all this other stuff. So she wants to preserve her body as long because she wants to wrestle. And she said until she's 50. So they must be paying her pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she's uh, definitely been getting into great shape. Um, you know, I follow her on Instagram. She's a great follow, by the way. She posts some fantastic <laughs> pictures. Uh, she leaves very little to the imagination at times. Um, so uh, definitely go give her a follow. But uh, she's you could definitely tell. I mean, obviously, she's a, she's a, 
a workout freak, um, and she—I mean, she looks like she's been in the gym too. And she's starting to—I think she's—you know—I I don't want to say she's trimming down a little bit, but she seems like she's definitely um, just—you know—she—I don't know—I I don't know the good term to use—is uh, she's she's getting more fit. I will say that, but she, at the same time, she's still she still got some muscles. She still got some meat on her. So don't looking, lose that honky tonk, but donkey don't girl. No, no, she's looking very good. Marcus said, "To be honest, that's the only reason I got it uh, was to watch uh, to l- watch Lost Symbols right now. They actually have good shit on there. The new Halloween is in theaters on there. Oh, okay. Well, maybe Peacock does have some good stuff uh, other than the, the the wrestling stuff. But so anyway, Jordan Grace uh, is the new, is the first ever Impact Digital Media Championship. Um, to start out the show, um, we had the debut of Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay, the Inspiration, mm. formerly known as the Iconics. And uh, boy, what a what a way to start off their Impact career! They defeated Decay, which is a Havoc and Rosemary, to win the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. So the Inspiration are the new Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Uh, what a debut for them! Then go ahead, and we got we got the pictures of them with the titles at our Facebook page, Amp Wrestling, and God, are they so hot? Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, you know, Jordan Grace is a good follow on Twitter. So is Cassie. I mean, uh, Instagram. So is Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay. Fantastic, fantastic stuff there. Um, and you know, and you know what sucks? We talked about it a few weeks ago about how I was kind of disappointed that they didn't go to AEW and join like you know Britt Baker's click because they would have been perfect for that, but. Now we're hearing that AEW and Impact's like a gr- working agreement is over. It's done. Like it concluded after the end of Bound for Glory. So they can't go over and work for AEW too. Yeah, I guess. Oh. I mean, they, they, they might, but you never know. Uh, that forbidden door is always uh, is always there as far as I'm concerned. Um the next match was, uh, well, it was uh, for the vacant Impact X Division Championship because I think Josh Alexander was the Impact X Division Champion, and then uh, he gave it up so he can go after the Impact World Championship. But uh, Trey Miguel defeated El Fantasmo and uh, Steve Macklin uh, to become the new Impact X Division Champion. Um, next match He's was, so good. Yeah, n- uh, next match was a, a tag team match. It was a... Heath and Rhino defeated Violent by Design, which is a uh, Diener and Joe Doring. Um, uh, Heath, I think, at first came out by himself, and then Rhino eventually came out to help him out, and they, they won the match. So uh, there you go. And uh, the next one, uh, this was an interesting match, a 20-wrestler intergender call-your-shot gauntlet match. Uh, the winner receives a trophy and a contract that they can invoke any time within one year for a championship match of their choosing. Uh, Moose won by last eliminating Matt Cardona. So uh, Moose uh, basically is uh, Mr. Money in the Bank for Impact Wrestling at this point. Um, so that that was a uh, I, I like how they did that. Uh, you know, obviously you kind of you know you got the idea from other companies, but it, you know what? I think every company deserves the, the you know needs that that sort of uh, thing. You know, you need somebody waiting in the wings to just call their shot. In in this case, no pun intended. And, uh, I, I don't get why they would do intergender because they don't have Tessa Blanchard anymore, and she's the only lady. Well, I think if if a woman would have beat a dude up, well, if a woman would have won, I would expect the woman would you know basically go for the knockouts championship. So that's that's my thought on it. Um, but uh, but yeah, Moose won, and uh, we'll have more on Moose in there in just a little bit. The next match was for the Impact World Tag Team titles. The Good Brothers uh, retained against Finjuice and Bullet Club. So the Good Brothers still the Impact World Tag Team champions. And then, no more Good Brothers on AEW now. Yeah, they've uh, haven't seen them in a, in a little minute on uh, on AEW. <sighs> so that's uh, not good. Well, I mean, you know, they got Adam Cole, Bay Bay now, so they. Uh, they're doing all right without them, I think. Uh, but obviously, it, you know, it, it it doesn't hurt to have them there. But then again, yeah, I, in the, my opinion, the elite doesn't. gimmick has been so good. Oh yeah, and they, the and good brothers have kind of just been in the background, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they just been kind of, you know, they 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 don't really need to be there, as far as I'm concerned. They they, they they're the muscle. Well, I mean, yeah, sure, but you know, with between Omega, the Bucks, and and, uh, and uh, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Yeah, that's all they need, as far as I'm concerned. They don't, I mean, they don't need they, they don't need the muscle because 
they're the 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 you know the uh, the shit eating heels or whatever the shit grinning heels. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, well, know, I was, they, they, yeah, they, they they they're, they're going to run from the fight. You know, they they just they yeah, just, the, Go ahead. That's what I was going to say too. I was like, you know, they were the only dudes that were like legit, you know, BAs on their squad. The rest of the guys are like chicken shit heels. Yeah, you are right. So, uh, but the Good Brothers retain the Impact World Tag Team titles. Maybe you know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see the Good Brothers back on AEW at some point. Maybe they had to kind of go to Impact for a little bit, focus on this, and uh, maybe they'll they'll get us some some time to go back to to AEW. But we'll see. Um, I would imagine the co EVPs to work that out somehow. Yeah, probably so. All right, the Impact Knockouts Championship. Uh, Mickey James defeated Deanna Perazzo, uh, so mm-hmm. we had a new champion mm-hmm. there. So Mickey mm-hmm. James uh, now. Uh, the new Impact uh, Knockouts champion. So, congrats to Mickey James. She's now back on uh, top of the wrestling world in uh, in Impact Wrestling. So, Boy, she just gets better with age. She is so hot. Yeah, she ages like fine damn you, Nick Aldis. Yeah, Mickey James is aging like fine wine. And, mm-hmm. and then um, you have the Impact World Championship. Josh Alexander defeated Christian Cage by submission. Um, this was it says right here. This was Alexander's option C World Championship match. I'm not sure what that means, but um, but yeah, Josh Alexander defeated Christian, and then Moose decided to come out and uh, call his shot and uh, defeated Josh Alexander in seven <laughs> seconds for the Impact World Championship. So Josh Alexander was the world champion for all of uh, I think two minutes, and uh, <clears throat> Moose has walked out of Bound for Glory as your Impact World Champion. So there you have it. Really good. Uh, I didn't get. To, I didn't watch it, um, but uh, it seems like it was a pretty good show. Uh, I watched like a, a recap video that somebody did on YouTube, and seems like it was a very good show by by Impact. And uh, it was one of their big shows every year, so I would ex- have expected nothing less from Impact. Yeah, that sucks that this agreement has stopped because Christopher Daniels made a return recently on Impact. And then I think Christian should have had a longer reign. But, you know, I I guess if the contract was over and they didn't re-sign it, I mean, there's no way he could have held the belt for any longer. Uh, Yeah, but, um, yeah, and that's the thing. I think, you know, with with Christian, it was a way to, I guess, because I don't know, I guess Kenny... You know, he he had his time in in um in, in in Impact when he was the world champion, and obviously you give it to Christian, and now it was sort of a way for Christian to give it back to a, a true Impact guy. So uh, yeah, and then and then Moose, uh, you know, <laughs> calling his shot. There, I mean, you know, probably two hours after he 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 won it, and um, hey, what can you say? Uh, it's one of those things. A little bit of shock value there from from Impact Wrestling. So. Uh, yeah, Fightful reported that Bronson Reed, formerly of NXT, was originally booked for Bound for Glory, but it was changed at the last minute, and he never worked the show, and it's unknown why. Well, maybe we'll see Bronson Reed uh, maybe show up on an Impact uh, taping on a Thursday. And you know what's funny? Supposedly, this Bronson Reed guy said that uh, Triple H was pretty much going to put a rocket on him. Yeah, but... Uh, you it's, know, hey. it's funny how he got he got act so quick. Yeah, it's, you, know, you know, the WWE just let go, of, you know, a truckload of people for whatever reason. Budget cuts was the reason they were, they were giving, but uh, yeah. <laughs> those, those damn budget cut reasons. Yeah, budget cuts, man, you know. Come on, them, man. Them damn budget cuts. But, uh, yeah, it seems like Bound for Glory was a good show, so um, I, I got nothing else on Bound for Glory. You got anything else on it? No. Oh, um, let me see here. No, I thought there was something else in there. Oh, yeah, I already said that about the contract ending with AEW and Impact after Bound for Glory. Okay, never mind. All righty. Well, then we're going to move on now. Um, WWE has unveiled their pay-per-view schedule for 2022, and it's a very interesting schedule. I will say that because, uh, for one, I'm pulling it up here, um, a lot. Now, WWE traditionally... They hold their pay-per-views on uh, on Sunday evenings. Well, the majority of these are going to be on Saturday this year. Um, they're going to have hmm. Saturday, January 1st, is going to be day one at the uh, State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Saturday, January 29th, is going to be the Royal Rumble in St. Louis. So the Royal Rumble is going to be on a Saturday. I'm kind of excited about that. Uh WrestleMania will be in Dallas. It's going to be two nights. So they're going to continue with, with the two-night format. And then uh, May 8th, which is 
a Sunday, and then June 5th, which is a Sunday, they're going to have pay-per-views in Providence, Rhode Island, and Chicago. Those have not been named yet. Another interesting one is Saturday, July 2nd, which would be July 4th weekend. I don't know if WWE's ever put on a July 4th weekend pay-per-view, but it's going to be Money in the Bank, and they're going to have that at Allegiance Stadium in Las Vegas, where the Raiders play. So it's going to be a stadium show Saturday, July 2nd, Money in the Bank. And then later that month, July 30th, SummerSlam. That's right. I said it. July the 30th, SummerSlam, which normally takes place in August, mid to late August, is going to be happening also on a Saturday. It happened on Saturday last year, but Saturday, July 30th, SummerSlam at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, which I I think that's where the Titans play, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Probably. So, yeah, you got uh, two stadium shows in a span of a month right there. And then WWE is going to run a pay-per-view on Labor Day weekend. It's going to either be Saturday, September 3rd, or Sunday, September 4th. Rumors are that that's going to be a UK um, pay-per-view. In the UK, they're going to do a pay-per-view. So that's the rumors. Um, they, According to the site, it's at a TBD location. But um, rumors are it's going to be at the UK. And, of course, we know All Out with AEW does uh, Labor Day weekend. So... They were saying, you know, if they do it in the UK, odds are the show for WWE is going to happen during the day here in the States. So it may not go head to head with an all out, which is, is a good thing. So, um, so yeah, that's an interesting move there. And then uh, they're going to have Survivor Series November 26th and, uh, in Boston uh, next year. So that's the WWE pay-per-view schedule as of right now. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, I would think uh, they might add some more, sprinkle some more here and there. But... Um, yeah, that's what they got. A very interesting schedule. A lot of Saturday stuff. You got the July 4th weekend um, on July 2nd, Money in the Bank, and then now SummerSlam's in July. You got the Labor Day weekend um, pay-per-view, and then you got the two-night WrestleMania. So very interesting pay-per-view schedule coming up next year for WWE. Did it say anything about why the change to Saturday? Um, let's see. I'm, I'm reading the article. This is straight off WWE.com. Um, you know, what are they going to do with the NXT takeovers? Well, those might not even be a thing. Well, they might, you know what they might do? Cause they started kind of doing this. They might put those on, well, they might put them on a Sunday when you have a Saturday pay-per-view or they might just have the NXT takeovers on their own weekend is what they may do is, is what I'm guessing. Hmm. Yeah, no, interesting move there. So, but yeah, that's the WWE pay per view schedule, and uh, I- I'm very excited about the sa- the more Saturday stuff. Uh, I'm uh, I'm pumped about that. I don't know. It just seems like uh, Sunday there's a lot less to do, and it's a whole lot easier to plop down on the couch and watch a pay per view. I mean, Saturday, uh, you know, kids may have something to do that parents need to bring them to, and so the whole family misses out on the pay per view or. You know, just stuff like that. You, you want to go hang out with your girlfriend and at a music festival or whatever? Hey, that's going to be on a Saturday. Yeah, you're right. But, um, you, you know, it, well, it's whatever. I mean, uh, I'm looking at some of these dates, and uh, as of right now, none of these dates are I – mean, I don't have anything planned out for 2022, at least none of these dates that I can think of. So, um, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right. I don't like it. All right, uh, time for Rumor Mill now. We got some Rumor Mill stuff. David, I know you got a few things on Rumor Mill there. Yeah, Fightful Select says that Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt were pursued heavily by Impact Wrestling, but deals weren't able to be made. And this is crazy. If you're pursuing these guys heavily, why wouldn't you be able to pay their asking price? Because the company that owns Impact Wrestling has a lot of money. They could throw down on these dudes if they wanted to. Yeah, I mean, that is interesting. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, because I know Braun Strowman was trying to go back to WWE, maybe at least on his part. Maybe it was a bit of a hesitation. I don't know. Um, I don't know, because going from WWE, and I'm not trying to shit on Impact, but going from WWE to Impact is like, you know, sometimes some guys might be like, man, I was a big deal in WWE, like, and I'm going to Impact. Like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? Um, so I don't know, but... um I mean, two good guys. You definitely want to, if you're Impact Wrestling and they're out there in the free, you know, free agent market. 
Hey, go after him, man. That that right there can only help Impact just just grow. I feel like Impact is starting to really, you know, get some more momentum back after the pandemic. And um, you know, those two guys would really give them a lot more um a lot more mo- momentum. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, if anybody from Impact Wrestling is listening, just pay these dudes. Like if you want to be a player, I mean, you're on a better network now. If you want to be a player, then play. Take out that checkbook and write some checks. Yeah, you're right. I agree. It, it, it just kills me. And we've talked about this before. It kills me why Ring of Honor does not want to be a player as well. These dudes, the company that owns Ring of Honor is loaded. They could pay for anybody they wanted to. But it's like they choose to keep their wrestling organization small and, you know, unrelevant and... It's like I don't understand why you why do you even spend money on a wrestling organization if you're if you don't want to be a player. Uh, I hear you. I hear you one hundred percent on that. I mean, other than that, just be an indie book. Just be an indie show, and you know, book dudes from you know smaller, bigger promotions. I don't get it. All right, the next one. I, I just saw this one. The Observer notes that Lance Archer was very angry backstage about the way his match with Eddie Kingston was cut short because of the injury he suffered on a moonsault. Did you see that? I uh, I did not see that, no. Oh, it's crazy, dude. Lance Archer tried to do a moonsault off the top rope. He landed on the top of his head. Damn, that's who. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why they shut the match off early, dude. They thought you could possibly be paralyzed. Oh, yes. I, okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yes, I do remember. I was trying to remember. I was like, no, I don't think I saw that. But now I, I definitely remember. Yeah, because Archer, yeah, dude, I definitely remember seeing that. Holy cow, you, you're right. Because I was like, because you could tell that he had hit his head. It looked like he hit his head. I was like, ooh, dang, it looked like he hit his head. Maybe he's good. And then, like, he was like, uh, you know, he kind of stepped out of the ring, and then as soon as he came back into the ring, he just got rolled up, and it, I was like, well, damn, it must have been legit if he just kind of came back into the ring, got rolled up, and lost. Like, they were just like, all right, we're going to the finish. You just roll him up, and that's it. That's it. So, yeah, I definitely did see that. So, hopefully he's okay, man, because that, that I, I did see that, and as soon as he landed on his head, I was like, ooh, that looked like it didn't feel good. And he's a big dude. Like, putting yeah. all the, the weight of yourself on your head like that, man, that, that, that's not good. There's a uh, on YouTube, there's an angle from a fan's like phone camera and they slow it down. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God, how is that dude still walking? It was crazy. Let's see. WWE is building Roman Reigns up to be the greatest champion of all time. Boy, you're typing with the best of them right there, dog. Oh, you can hear me typing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to I'm, I'm, I'm replying to an email here. Uh, same, you got you, you got the same email I got, which is not relevant to this podcast. But oh, okay, I'm just trying to get a, I'm trying to get a reply in before I forget. Ah, uh, WWE building Roman Reigns up to be the greatest champion of all time. Sources told WrestlingNews.co. As part of that, he'll break Brock Lesnar's record for the longest Universal Title reign. And speculation from Unc Dave on Wrestling Observer Radio and elsewhere is saying that Reigns versus Lesnar is a planned main event for WrestleMania 38. Oh, well, hey, um, you know, WrestleMania 38, I, there was rumors that he was going to, you know, wrestle The Rock, um, but uh, I don't think that's happening anymore. Um, I, I, like, I, like I was saying the other day, um, if Brock doesn't beat him, I, I, I don't see who can beat him right now. Like, I mean, having him go to WrestleMania 38 with it, I mean, I, damn, that's that's a hell of a run. Um, well, apparently they didn't even want Brock to beat him. That's what I'm saying. Like, if Brock's not going to beat him, who will? Like, Brock exactly. Is, you know, if Brock's not going to beat him, I don't see anyone else beating him. So uh, that that's that's crazy. Um, that that just kind of to me that kind of shows you the lack of depth on the roster right now. Because if Brock can't beat him, then you know, who, who's going to beat him? No one, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And finally, PW Insider says they got a hold of an internal WWE list as uh, what they're going to do with the undrafted talents. So Asuka, Elias, and Lucha House Party are going to go to Raw. Dakota Kai is going to NXT. And Brock Lesnar is going to be on SmackDown. Yeah, I did see that uh, Brock was going to SmackDown, which 
I expect it because obviously SmackDown's on Fox, so you, you want Brock to be on that show. But uh, but yeah, um, who was the other one you said? Uh, let's see, Oscar Elias and Lucha House Party are going to Raw, mm-hmm. and Dakota Kai is going to NXT. Oh well, so Dakota Kai is staying in NXT basically. Oh, that's where yes. she, that's where she was. All right, yeah. So that's it. All right, well, good, good show, man. Yeah, man. Make sure you follow us on your favorite social media platforms: Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Amp Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for Marcus for hanging out with us today before you went to work. We appreciate you as always, brother. Patrick, I think there's only one thing left to do, man. Yes, sir. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with David Boston and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. This has been a Lake Area Media LLC production.